Talking some Wyoming football today, BYU and the Cowboys renew acquaintances once again this upcoming season. Going to be joined by Ryan Thorburn. You can see him in the other window. Talk a little bit about the Cowboys, a program that is in flux, but one that has still got a very proud background and, of course, a history with BYU. All that and more ahead on today's edition of Locked on Cougars. You are Locked on Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, host of Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. But more importantly, thank you for making us your first listen of the day here on Locked On Cougars, talking all things BYU. Our goal here, make you guys the smartest BYU fans in the room. And today, we're going to get a little bit of a background on BYU's fourth opponent of the 2022 season. That is the Wyoming Cowboys. And joined now by Ryan Thorburn. Uh, Ryan is a beat writer covering the Cowboys and doing a great Great job, but Ryan, I, I, how are you today? First off, well, I'm doing well, Jake. How are you doing? Doing all right. Okay, so with regards to the Wyoming Cowboys, can you name all of the players that transferred in and out of that program without having to look it up? I would guess you probably can't, but let me know if you could. Uh, probably not off the top of my head. I know there was 13 of them, uh, which is quite a lot for Wyoming. You know, they had had great stability under Craig Bull until this, you know, one-time transfer thing finally hit them hard last winter. Uh, I can probably name the six, though, that went to Power 5 conferences. So they they lost 13 and obviously six to go to Power 5. They were really good players. Uh, you know, so that hit them hard. I think it was a shock to their system. Uh, but I just going through the spring, it seems like they've had pretty good recovery. You know, they've added some power five transfers. They've actually used the portal, which they were, you know, vehemently against until now it's the new reality. So it's good to see them react on the other end and realize the door can swing both ways. And you can, you know, you can get, you know, some power five guys that are looking for a second chance that would have never considered a mountain West program before, you know, coming out of high school. So, uh, I think they've recovered pretty well. They've filled some holes, and obviously, you know, it, it's going to be quite an adventure with so many new players. But, you know, I think the chemistry overall in the spring was a, a lot better than last year's uh, season was. Craig Bull has been, I think, the pillar of consistency since coming to Wyoming, and he's he's kind of the perfect coach for them. He's not a guy who's necessarily looking to jump to another job. He's made it explicitly clear. He's, he's an older gentleman as well with regards to his coaching career. What about him is like uh, almost seemingly a perfect fit for what Wyoming's all about? Yeah, I think he, he just fits the Wyoming culture pretty well. I mean, he's, he's a tough guy. You know, I think Wyoming fans – maybe more so than, than other fan bases appreciate the fact that their, uh, their whole system is running the ball, defending the run, you know, kind of old school football. Now I know there's, you know, a, lar- a growing faction of fans that want to see them open it up more. You know, they've had Josh Allen, they've had, and ever since that, they've had just a heck of a time throwing the football and they really need more balance at some point. They talk about it every year, but they need to get that. They do love the fact that, you know, he has built it on physicality, running the ball, defense, uh, and it's a good fit. Like you said, he's, he's you know, he, he's a Nebraska guy, but at this point he's a Wyoming guy. He's going to retire at Wyoming. 
Um, you know, and I think the only thing missing really, you know, he's established that consistency. Like you said, you know, they go to a bowl game every year. They win about seven, maybe eight games every year. Is that, you know, perfect? No, obviously not. You, you want to mix in a Mountain West championship once every four years. And I think that's the missing piece. And I think that's what was so confounding about last year is they were picked second in the, in the yeah. Mountain Division behind Boise State. They had all these seniors. They had a chip on their shoulder from, you know, missing out on 2020, like a real season when they thought they were going to be good. So it just all crumbled during Mountain West play. And that's, uh, I think Craig and his staff have kind of had to look in the mirror and reflect on what went wrong and, and how can they evolve, you know, with this modern player and, you know, the portal and NIL and all these things. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how he maneuvers that here in the next few years. I, I don't expect you to be like a Wyoming historian on this, but I am a kid who grew up in the 90s watching BYU and Wyoming play. I remember the Joe Tiller era, and I remember Wyoming being a top 25 caliber team. Uh, in that era, they were throwing the ball all over the field under Tiller before he went to Purdue, and they were competing for conference championships. Is his ghost, in a way, still kind of lingering over this program? And you see the success that Craig Bull has had. Are there Wyoming fans who are like, why can he not get to the level that Joe was at? Yeah, I mean, Joe Tiller was obviously uh, way ahead of his time. He was running the spread offense at Wyoming, as you mentioned, in the early 90s and and obviously took Purdue to a Rose Bowl. I don't think he's hanging over the program anymore. You know, unfortunately, Joe Tiller is is deceased recently. He's passed away. Um, They did hire, you know, before Craig Bull, the coach was Dave Christensen. He was really a masterful offensive coordinator at Missouri running the spread. He was, you know, the national assistant of the year, the Broyles award winner, you know, he was more, more in line with what Joe Tiller was like as an offensive mind. And that just never really worked out. They put up some nice offensive numbers, but they just didn't have the defense or the stability, you know, they would get some good players and they would move on as well. So uh, I don't think, I think Wyoming fans just want to win and they don't care how it's done, you know, if they don't need the style points of Joe Tiller or Paul Ropes. They just want to win. And, and, and I think, you know, that's the only frustrating part, like I mentioned, is they're winning. They're having winning seasons. They're yeah. winning, you know, potato bowls and these mid-level bowls. But, you know, at some point, the goal is to win a Mountain West championship. Got to get over the hump, right? That, that's the, that's the yeah, absolutely. All right, more with Ryan here in just a moment. I do want to talk a little more about that defense for Wyoming, but first, a word on our friends over at BetOnline.net. They are your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information needs. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including the basketball championship matchup in the NBA Finals, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, the latest fight news from MMA to UFC and to boxing as well. BetOnline.net is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action available to you now. It's all courtesy of your friends at Bet Online, where the game starts. Also brought to you today by our friends over at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of all vehicles, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all of the parts that you will need. So why would you stand there at the counter with your with the guy looking on his computer when you have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket with your computer? Save time and money when you 
using Rock Auto, you can save 30, 50, even 100% markup for the same parts from that chain store or car dealership with our friends at Rock Auto. They are a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years online. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. The best part is they got every part you could ever need. Brake parts, tail lamps, mortar oil, even new carpet, no matter what you need. They've got it for you guys. Go explore their easy-to-use website today. It's kind of an old-school look. It's really simple to navigate and find the solution for all of your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Thanks again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And joined by Ryan Thorburn, once again, of the Casper Star Tribune. And Ryan, you talked in the first part of this about the physicality that that Wyoming has developed under Craig Bull. Uh, They have been a defense-led team, I think, for the most part during his tenure. You mentioned the Josh Allen era where it was a little more open on offense. But is the identity of this year's Wyoming squad going to be led by that defense once again? Yeah, the running game led by Titus Wynn and then the defense. They need to have, you know, a top 25 caliber defense to get to where they want to go. And that's obviously an area where they lost, you know, I think uh, both starting cornerbacks to Power 5, you know, a couple defensive linemen to Power 5. But the real loss is Chad Muma, the All-American linebacker, who was second in the FBS in tackles last season. He's just a car – carbon copy of Logan Wilson and now he's with the Jaguars so that's the key but actually that's the area where they feel really good about who's replacing Chad Muma they have Easton Gibbs who was you know playing on the weak side with Chad last year and I think Easton is kind of the leader of the defense they also feel really good you know up front at nose tackle I think uh, Cole Goodbow is you know one of the better players in the Mountain West he's uh you know, their nose tackle, he really came on last year. You know, he's a guy that can not only stuff the run, but get sacks from that position. And, you know, they have uh, a Casper Wyoming guy, Jordan Bertinoli, who's also a really good defensive tackle. So up the middle, they feel really good, but there's a lot of question marks, you know, with who's going to rush the passer and, you know, with a, a totally reloaded secondary of new guys. You mentioned Cole Goodbow, and I, I'm glad you said his name first. I was going to say Godbout, and I would have pronounced that completely yeah. incorrectly. But uh, to to me, and I've I've watched my fair share of Wyoming, watching Mountain West games, Utah State, etc. Here in Utah, he looks like the kind of the antithesis of what most G5 defensive linemen look like. He's just a big, wide body, but just an absolute mauler in the middle. Where did they find him? Yeah, he's he's from Wisconsin. He was a developmental guy, and really a humble guy. I think everyone was calling him God bout for his first few years in the program. And finally his dad told someone, you know, it's good, Bo. We're like, no, we didn't know that actually. All right. Uh, but, but I think he's going to really, I mean, I think he could be in the NFL draft next year. That's how good I think he's going to be. And just, uh, you know, last season was really frustrating, not just from a football wins and losses standpoint, from a media standpoint, they decided to do Zoom interviews again because, you know, of, of, of what was going on with COVID and, and just they didn't want to have anything canceled or postponed, and I get that. But this spring was great because we actually got to get to know these guys and talk to them, and, and, and I would really be surprised if he didn't have a monster season. And, uh, you know, but there are some question marks. Like I mentioned, they, they lost uh, one starting corner, went to Oklahoma, one went to UCLA, so – 
interesting. They had a guy waiting in the wings, Cam Stone, who's going to be a really good starting cornerback. And then they added Ja'Cory Hawkins from Ole Miss, who coming out of high school was recruited by everybody, SEC teams, Penn State, et cetera, kind of got lost in the shuffle at Ole Miss. But he was the best player on the field during the spring game. Now, granted, they they rest. They didn't really give Titus Swin, the running back, or some other guys a lot of reps, but uh, Ja'Cory Hawkins was all over the place. He had an interception, dropped a couple potential interceptions. So I think they feel actually better about, you know, it's, it's hard to say that until they do it in a game, but I think they feel better about the young guys coming into the secondary than the guys they had last year who – you know, transferred, you know, allegedly to greener pastures. So we'll see what happens. You mentioned earlier on about the fact that, and I remember hearing this uh, from Coach Bull, that he was against the the transfer portal and the, the one-time transfer and all this stuff. And But he started to embrace it. And I think he's like most coaches. He realizes, you know what, this is kind of how things are going to be. We're going to have guys going out. We're going to bring guys in. Uh, do you feel like Wyoming fans, for the most part, have responded positively to seeing guys both leave and also transfer into the program? Yeah, I think they're they're coming to terms with it, this new reality we're in, slowly but surely. You know, Craig and the staff got mocked a little bit on Twitter because basically they put out a help wanted sign at quarterback where they <laughs> sent out a tweet and a statement, you know, with Josh Allen's photo saying, we need you to be the next Josh Allen help wanted. And 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 it worked. They they you know, obviously they lost two quarterbacks to the portal, including Levi Williams. Their starter last year, to, he's at Utah State now, but they sign Andrew Peasley from Utah State. It's a trade, right? It was just a trade straight across. Yeah. That's the first time I talked to Peasley. He's like, is this the first trade in college football history? You know, But I think they think, you know, Levi was a great runner, and he, he physically was in the Josh Allen mold, 6'5", 230, 240. But his accuracy just wasn't there last year for whatever reason. And, and they had Isaiah Nayor, a dynamic receiver, went to Texas. And, and they connected, you know, some. But really, when you look at what they lost with Nayor leaving and, and Levi leaving, it was three hookups a game. Now, a lot of those were explosive, but that's all they were getting out of that. So I, I think it'll be better by committee. I think Peasley will spread it around to tight ends, rely on the running game, and, and he'll be more accurate. And we didn't get to see him run during the spring because he was off limits. But from what I've heard, you know, on his time at Utah State, he had he had the Jets to run as well. So, uh, you know, I, I think that could be an area where they upgrade. We'll see. I mean, Levi Williams is going to be stuck behind, you know, Logan Bonner and, and the kid that stepped in in the bowl game against Oregon State. So I think we'd love to see Levi against Andrew and Laramie, you know, this season, but I don't know if, if both of them will be on the field. And then they also added Wyoming also added a quarterback, a transfer quarterback from snow college, you know, another Utah tie there, uh, Evans Voboda, who is, yeah. you know, six, five two thirty, who's developmental, who is wearing Josh Allen's number 17 and looks like that. That's what they usually recruit is the big guy that needs developed, but I think Andrew Peasley, who's not a big guy, will be a breath of fresh air with his mobility and accuracy. 
Uh, so my radio station that I work for, my day job, we are the home of Utah State Athletics. We, we've had Utah State games. I've watched Andrew Peasley up close, and the dude can scoot. So if any Wyoming fan happens to be watching this, the dude can run. He, he's got wheels. So if you're a Wyoming fan, get excited for that aspect. I know Levi Williams last year, dude could really run, but I'm telling you, Andrew Peasley's got a gear that not a lot of quarterbacks have. So... It'll be interesting to see how he is. Is is and I probably should ask this: Is he the odds-on favorite to be the number one QB? Yeah, it would be a major upset if he's not. And and beyond his, you know, his speed and his experience, he has he has that Mountain West experience in pockets. And I know he wasn't their full-time starter. Obviously, Utah State's you know coach brought in his own guy from Arkansas State, but. Yeah. He, Peasley, I'm telling you, he has a swagger to him. The he guys does. gravitated towards him, even though he just got there in January. And, you know, he's going to be the starter. Um, Svoboda has a lot of developing to do, and I think he knows that. Um, but So that, that from that aspect, I think it's exciting just to see what what this transfer quarterback can do. And, uh, you know, it, it, Wyoming, you know, as you mentioned, the historian part, you know, BYU and Utah were their rivals for decades and decades, and they – went on to the Pac-12 and Independence. So they need to kind of spice this thing up with Utah State, and hopefully this portal action will do that, not to mention the fact that for whatever reason, Utah State won the Mountain West last year but Mm -hmm. got blasted by Wyoming, who had this really disappointing season. So, you know, that adds a little to it as well. Uh, yeah, it, there's no doubt about that. Uh, and they, they, they now have a trophy, right? It's the They have a musket. Isn't that what they're playing for? Jim Bridger's rifle. That's yeah. what it is. So, yeah, there's, there's hardware. There's uh, proximity. You know, there's now the dueling quarterbacks. And, and the fact that Wyoming has bragging rights, even though they only won two Mountain West games and Utah State won the league last year. Crazy stuff. I, I do have one more question in terms of personnel, and that is Titus Swen. Obviously, Xavier Halliday last year was lights out. I, th- I thought he was one of the best running backs in the country, bar none. But what does Titus Swen bring to that running back position for Wyoming? Yeah, and Halliday is one of those guys who went power five. He's at Arizona State, and and good for him. I thought he'd go to the NFL draft, actually. Yeah. You know, some of these transfers like Halliday – you know, it, it's a bummer, I guess, initially when they leave, but he was in Laramie for five years. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's a super senior. Yeah. So this is Titus Swin's time. You know, if Valaday would have come back I, and I was Swin, I would go somewhere else because mm-hmm. he it's his time to be the man. And I think he's one of the better running backs in the Mountain West, and he will be the focal point of the offense. And they have good depth behind him, but he is it's his time to, to take over that role and be the workhorse and – you know, he, he was held out of the spring game for the most part. But I think that's because they know he can be special. Uh, he was in the doghouse a little bit in, in 2020 because he opted out. But when you research into it further, you know, his parents were both nurses, uh, you know, in Texas. And they had his dad had a, a severe bout with COVID and no one knew much about it at the time. So now in retrospect, it's understandable why he opted out to go home and, and and be with the family. So two years later, after being in the doghouse, Bull is just praising him day after day, and and that's further growth, I think, with with how Bull's developed. All right. Uh, so what I got one more thing I need to ask you about here, Ryan. It's with regards to the BYU Wyoming history and the the rivalries you already alluded to earlier on. We'll get to that in just a moment. Do need to talk for a minute about our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bars are the best tasting protein bars that I have ever had. I would encourage everybody out there to give them a shot. Uh, Ryan, have you ever had a chance to try a Built Bar by chance? 
I have not. Okay, well, we'll, we'll have to send you one and get, let you get get, get you a, a chance for these. What they have right now is they have a brand new bar. It's called the Caramel Brownie Bar. It's got caramel swirled on top. And the best part is, is the, the, the macros on this are incredible. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, just 4 grams of sugar. It's replacing a regular brownie, but it's just it's better for you guys. So give it a shot. Go to Built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 while you're there. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. Uh, Ryan, you may have heard about this, but BYU has an NIL deal that's team-wide. They got some national attention. This is that company, Built Bar. They're actually the ones that they've they've hooked up with all BYU football players. So if you're a Cougar fan out there and you want to help support Built Bar via their name, image, and likeness deal with BYU, well, here's your chance to do it. So go to Built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. Get and join the best tasting protein bars and do it with our friends at Built Bar. All right, a little bit more here with Ryan Thorburn from the Casper Star Tribune. He's, of course, the Wyoming beat writer up there. And, Ryan, you talked about the fact for years Wyoming was a contemporary arrival of BYU's, and it goes back decades. I am a child of the 90s, and I remember watching and going to games between the Cowboys and the Cougars and talk about just an absolutely insane environment when these two fan bases got together. Obviously, now that they are in different uh, stratospheres, BYU getting ready to go into to the Big 12. They have been independent for well over a decade. Do Wyoming fans still have the same fervor that they used to have for the Cougars? I think it depends what age they are. You know, okay. I wrote a actually wrote a book about the Black 14 incident yeah. that came out in 2009 for the 40th anniversary. Obviously that, you know, those feelings still linger for certain generations, you know, when you know, Wyoming wanted to yeah protest and they kicked their 14 black players off and their program went from, you know, national prominence into a tailspin through the seventies and until Paul Roach really restored it in in the mid to late eighties. So uh, I think a lot of fans also, you know, my age were growing up and remember, you know, I think the last time Wyoming won in Provo was those Paul Roach, that team in 87, I think, and they won back-to-back black championships. And and those were kind of the glory years. And, you know, I remember uh, when I was in school, Ty Detmer came to Laramie, the Heisman Trophy winner. So uh, those were definitely the glory years. And, you know, Wyoming's just struggled to recapture that while, you know, BYU is now going on to the Big 12. So I think there's probably, you know, maybe a little bit of jealousy there. But, um, you know, I think it's great to have a – it back on the schedule, you know, hopefully uh, BYU won't be able to, to buy out of the return trip to Laramie in a couple of years. And, uh, you know, hopefully periodically they will play, but obviously, um, uh, you know, they, they're, they're not going to be, you know, contemporary conference rivals anymore, but I think those feelings still exist. And, uh, you know, if, if Wyoming were able to upset BYU and, and just based on what BYU has coming back, I think it would be a, a pretty significant upset that would be you know one of the better victories that of the Craig Bull era I'm, I'm, I'm thinking uh, I, I'm with you and I I'm of the opinion they actually there's been a lot of headlines here locally with BYU buying out of the series with Utah State that indicates to me and this is just my personal opinion that they actually uh, are probably looking at that Wyoming game and that return game in a couple of years and I am of the opinion that Tom Homo he of course played for BYU has played against Wyoming I think he likes those regional games. I, I, I would hope that BYU gets to make another trip to Laramie because some legendary stories. Lavelle Edwards, I'd rather uh, lose and live in Provo than win and live in Laramie. The, the history between these two programs is just 
incredible. And I, I'm hopeful, as you said, that they continue to do this periodically because I think, it's, I think it's a series that these two fan bases, they just have some fun memories of. Uh, last thing I've got for you here, Ryan, is with regards to the expectations for Wyoming this season. You mentioned the fact that it would be a pretty impressive upset if Wyoming were to come to Provo and upset the Cowboys. But what in terms of overall success this upcoming season, what, what would constitute success this season with all of the turnover? Both quarterbacks transferring out of the program. What does Craig Bull need to do this season to have Wyoming fans feeling like, okay, that was a good year. I think they need to contend in the mountain division. Okay. You know, uh, despite all their losses and all the new guys, you know, last year was a major disappointment in that regard. They, they were two and six in the conference and their athletic director, Tom Berman said, that's not acceptable. Yes. We won seven games in a bowl, but two wins in mountain West, not acceptable. So when you look at their schedule, Boise state air force, I would consider the two favorites along with Utah state, all three of those teams play in Laramie this year. So if you can win a couple of those games, you know, and handle manageable road games at New Mexico and Hawaii and some of these lower level mountain West teams, you know, there's, there's no excuse not to contend, even though you have, you know, a new quarterback and new starters all over the place. I think contending in the mountain West is more important than, you know, maybe, picking off in Illinois for a power five win or even upsetting BYU. I think it's, it's time to start really contending in the mountain West. Uh, it'll be an interesting year ahead. There's no doubt about that. The Andrew Peasley connection, obviously, is a fun one. Because BYU fans, they're very familiar with Peasley. He's played against the Cougars a couple of times. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how this all tracks. Ryan, where can everybody find your work? Uh, easy. The Casper Star Tribune has trib.com, which is very easy. You just go to the uh, sports and click on University of Wyoming. That's what I cover is the Wyoming Athletic Department. So, uh, yeah, definitely will be uh, uh, have a lot of BYU coverage that week. And uh, I think it's interesting just the way it sets up. If I'm not mistaken, I think Wyoming actually has to play Air Force the week before, which is a lot of prep. But I think uh, BYU has to go out to Oregon, which is, uh-huh. you know, a big game. So, whichever team can refocus and kind of rekindle that rivalry feeling might, might have the edge. And the other thing BYU's got, they got uh, Utah state coming in four days after this against following the Wyoming game. So obviously there's a rivalry thing there as well for BYU. So it's an interesting matchup. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, We will have you back on the show in the lead up to that. Ryan, thank you so much for your time. You can follow him on Twitter. Down you can see by underscore Ryan Thorburn on Twitter. If you want to find all of his work there, Ryan, thank you so much once again. Yeah, anytime, Jake. Appreciate it. There you go. Ryan Thorburn from the Casper Star Tribune. We'll have more for you guys on Monday. Big thank you for tuning in. This has been Locked on Cougars for June 10th, 2022, and we will talk to you guys soon.